Well, everybody, welcome back to the Rob Mana Show. This is our first live show. We will continue to publish it every Thursday, uh, just as we have always done on the robmanus.com website and the lifeset.com website. Uh, but this is the live version, and we'll be coming to you every week live on all of my channels. And uh, exciting show for you today. You know, election integrity must be the number one priority in 2021's America politics. In September of 2020, we discussed uh, election integrity with uh, retired Army Colonel John Mills uh, from Virginia, who was so concerned in his research about how elections are pro processed that he had to set up a task force in his home state of Virginia to study the subject and develop actions on how to resolve the issues. And this was way back in mid-2020. We talked with him in September of 2020, and he, when he realized how bad it was, he set up a national election integrity task force, and that really showed a lot of problems with our election system. Uh, John is back with us today, and I felt like this was the best show to do uh, coming out of the shoot in 2021, considering the chaos that's ensued since November 3rd and all of the issues associated with mail-in ballots and irregularities that we've seen. Uh, Colonel Mills was also a part of an uh, effort called Every Legal Vote to make sure all legal votes were counted and illegal ones were not counted during the November 3rd uh, run-up to the Electoral College vote. And uh, he's got some updates for us on that. And we'll also be talking to him about one of the things we as citizens need to do in 2021, 2021, to make sure that we can regain confidence in our election system, because 2022 is coming up really fast, and we already know that we want to put the House and the Representatives back in the hands of the Republicans and give them majority in the Senate again. So we've got to make sure our election system has the integrity it needs so everybody can have confidence in it. So welcome back to the Rob Mina Show. Colonel John Mills, retired U.S. Army. John, how are you, my friend? Hey, Rob. Doing great. Great to see you. And uh, hey, I've uh, took a little bit of time off. I've uh, recharged, reset after the uh, incredible drama, and I'm ready to go. So uh, thank you so much, Rob. It's an honor to be on your show again. Well, I'm really glad to have you back with us, John. Uh, we are really, uh, really excited. Everybody, what uh, refresh our memories on what your concerns were back in September and leading up to uh, the November 3rd election, just so we refresh our memories of what we talked about and uh, why we're here today. Oh, thank you, Rob. Yeah, simply put, uh, the, the November 2019 elections uh, were a disaster for Republicans in Virginia. And I, I just purposed myself to really start digging in and coming up with substantive results on, on what was going on. And the, the November uh, 2019 election, elect, uh, Virginia's a little bit weird. We're a little bit off cycle for, for the state elections. I think that's intentional. 
but it was all about fraudulent registrations. We pulled, uh, we were able to obtain court data that many others had tried for months and years and for whatever reason could not obtain. It's not that hard, but we obtained it and it established, established factually that 12% of uh, for our one county sample, which is one of the big four counties in Virginia, which really for Virginia, uh, there was 12% of the voting population was unlawful. Jury, jury roll, uh, jury duty is pulled from the election rolls and you parse, you divide up and you analyze the data. There's several categories, uh, not just, uh, uh, not just, uh, somebody who's not a U.S. citizen. There's several categories. You're essentially 12% down. Uh, it's pretty hard to win, but we'd established yeah. that was a major issue. Be careful what you ask for when you say voter ID. The voter ID was horrible. The implementing regu regulations were horrible. It made it far easier to establish that fraudulent registration. Uh, and then in this, so we uh, did, did a number of media, you were very good with us here, uh, uh, sounded the alarm for Virginia, uh, but our, uh, our election integrity task force became a national election integrity task force and we joined partner with uh, the ASOG group out of uh, Texas and through the election crisis after we saw the the uh, the, the, the clearly the, the willful manipulation of the votes through several means we worked with ASOG and that's Russ Ramsland and Keith Lewis uh, we also partnered with uh, the, the Sydney Powell team and uh, Lynn Wood uh, worked uh, worked a number of issues to demonstrate uh, the the fraud in the elections here. And uh, bottom line, we sounded the alarm, did a lot of media. So it wasn't just Virginia; it was nationally. And sure enough, the three big ones nationally really, really were this this mass mail-in and drop-off without any form of control measure. That is nothing uh, but an opportunity for fraud. Uh, Jovan Pulitzer is demonstrated through optical scanning very easily uh, ascertain drop-off ballot is one of the first things if it was mailed out folded and it comes back unfolded probably not a uh, probably not a lawful vote probably yeah. so the big one was a drop-off balloting uh, second one was uh, uh, the, the election machines uh, the third one was really, uh, I, I'm sorry, we have several places where uh, county uh, uh, downright uh, non-transparent. It's their duty as executive branch officers in their state to be transparent whenever asked. So people forget we, we, we are still ongoing. Uh, Maricopa County, you got Colonel Phil Waldron, who's doing the uh, forensics audit of the machines. And... Uh, you, we, we had we you know we had a successful win in Wisconsin where the Supreme Court threw uh, didn't well that's the problem they didn't throw out the votes but they determined about 180,000 votes were 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 uh, unlawful in Wisconsin but then didn't do anything about it uh, there's still a number of proceedings uh, but we're going to continue to to fight for election integrity uh, bottom line and I I articulated in my last Epic Times article. If anybody wants to get mad about the outcome of this election, they really need to turn their energy to the six states 
the legislators and this, and a lot of times it was Republican state officials that certified fraudulent votes. So if anybody's going to get mad in the end, uh, unfortunately, we fought for the constitutional process. Constitutional process uh, also can allow for fraud, fraudulent votes if, if states send forward certified votes that contain fraudulent votes. That's actually the constitutional process and fraud are not mutually exclusive. Unfortunately, we found out you can have both and still have somebody constitutionally become the president. Yeah, yeah that's that's, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's an interesting, uh, you know, point of view there. And I know that you were working with several groups as uh, November 3rd went into November 4th and beyond. Uh, uh, and you worked really heavily with a group called everylegalvote.com. Uh, yeah. Explain to the audience what that is and why it was set up and, and then we'll walk through the specifics of, of what you saw as you were, were going around to these different places uh, from the perspective of mail-in ballots, uh, election machines. I want to get the facts out there and, 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 and Colonel Mills is, uh, uh, has been in cyber operations and cybersecurity as a DOD civilian and, uh, uh, and as a commissioned officer in the Army. So we're not talking with somebody that doesn't know what the concerns would be with things like electronic voting machines hooked to the internet and those kind of things. So John, tell the folks what every legal vote is and how they can find that still today. I believe it's still active, right? Yeah, we are still active. It's led by uh, Kevin Freeman of the Economic War Room and Kevin has just done a magnificent job. But uh, I, I and uh, a number of others came together to it rapidly form everylegalvote.com. And again, this was not about making sure Trump uh, uh, attained a, a second term, which he still may uh, in the future. But it was all about establishing election integrity. We cannot have a functional democratic republic if we don't have election integrity. So that's what we wanted to demonstrate. And uh, I think we were, we were very effective. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the, what I've learned through this process, a lot of the legislatures, le legislators um, at the state and federal level, you'd think they know in detail the election process. Absolutely not. I've found that most politicians have very little understanding of the mechanics of the election process. But what we did in, in every legal vote was we aggregated a huge amount of uh, data. Uh, we, we sent out uh, literally hundreds of thousands of uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of emails to legislators to educate them on these matters. And uh, the, the, the challenge was, uh, again, um, most of the states, Again, elections, we learned a hard process. There's, there's actually m the predominance of law and actual activity on, on voting, even for national elections, is at the state. There's actually very little, very little federal law on it. It's like 42 U.S. Code about retention of ballot. There's 18 U.S. Code, must be a U.S. citizen. But the, this, mm -hmm. this is the sad part. You'd think the Department of Justice... FBI know about votes. Uh, no, they don't. I'm sorry. Uh, and Chris Krebs, uh, in many ways, a, a solid cybersecurity expert, but 
uh, he frankly did not know what was going on. His more honest and truthful answer should have been, I do not have the staff, the resources, the capabilities to establish decisive situational awareness over voting. And I can't say whether this vote, uh, this the 2020 election was fair or not. I don't know. Instead, wow. he, came, he came out with a statement. Now he has a, a sector council. There's 18 counts sectors at DHS, Department of Homeland Security. And his sector, uh, guess who was on his, his sector? Uh, that that penned that that infamous quote and comment. Dominion, Dominion <laughs> penned that statement. It's incredible. And again, yeah, I, I've, incredible. I've 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 equated it to Neville Chamberlain coming back from Munich and waving around a piece of paper and saying, "We have peace in our time." And yeah. uh, no, this is this is insanity. Um, you can't. You, you, I'm just baffled that 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 Chris would have taken that st allowed dominion. I mean, there should have been a modicum of third party uh, uh, analysis, but to have the, per the, 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 the group in question make the public statement, uh, write the public statement, I don't know what to say. Well, it, all we can do is, uh, you know, is try to maintain our sense of humor uh, Absolutely, because it is it is not just hilarious, but more importantly, it's frightening uh, what the heck has been going on. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned that the state law is the driving factor for election law, even for national elections. And, and that is true because the Constitution uh, gives that enumerated power to the state legislatures, correct? Absolutely. We learned we learned many things about the Constitution. We learned many things about uh, uh, voting integrity, election integrity, and a lot of it turned out to be not what we thought it was. And the, it really is the decisive point: are the state laws, are the state legislators, are the state legis legislatures? And, and really, you know, the, uh, I was, I, I can't reveal who, but I was actually on a number of phone calls with uh, a number of state legislators, uh, uh, and I, the timidity and the fearfulness of them taking action before they certified and then certifying and then hope it was, they were hoping somebody else was going to take care of the problem. And yeah. I'm sorry. Once they certified and signed, and oftentimes that's actually more of a secretary of state at the state level. Uh, so I don't mean to totally beat up on the legislators and legislatures, but you know they, they realize the several states are scrambling to relook their voting laws because they realize Pennsylvania on the drop off uh, drop off ballots. You know, uh, it was a disaster. I mean, you could just photocopy these things and run them through. And then you had fraudulent. I was up in, uh, I was up in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. I'm not, I'm not being political here. I'm about election integrity. It's not about who wins, but that's Philadelphia is a solid blue town. I was there up there with Sam Faddis right after the election. And it yeah. was, uh, they locked the doors, covered the windows and they ran those ballots through over and over again until they got the count they wanted. I mean, it was crazy, and uh, we we just can't have this anymore. This is this is 
this is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's that's one of the issues. This show is not political. Uh, I'm, I'm watching the comments on uh, on my various uh, social media channels, and you know, some folks are saying we're doomed. Uh, when when really we're not doomed uh, because the state government is who has control over this uh, issue uh, as far as everything goes. You know, the legislature could pass a law saying, okay, the executive branch is no longer going to be the final certifier of our electoral college votes or any uh, elections. Uh, the legislature will, uh, and it's within those legislature's power to be able to do that. Uh, so uh, that's how close it is to the people. And the founders, I think, intentionally did that. That leads me to one of my concerns is that the Democrats now control Congress and, and they're uh, wanting to pass a bill called H.R. 1. And one of the things in that bill is to federalize uh, election rules for federal elections. Uh, and that is a big no-no. So it'll be ch if it does pass, it'll be challenged all the way up to the Supreme Court. And if we can get some uh, reliability in our court system, uh, we can uh, overturn something like that. But we have to all start getting more and more active. And, and that's one of the things that you said to me, John, uh, back in September when I had you on the last time before the election, and that was to uh, go, go volunteer to be an election commissioner. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, and you I, still stand by that, don't you? Well, the, the, I think it's something in the DNA because I still, no matter how often I, times I say this, uh, many conservatives, libertarians, I'm not being political, but it's kind of in their DNA that they, they just want to do their own thing. They want to be able to go to church. They want to raise their families. They just want to take care of their own thing. And they always assume somebody else is taking care of elections. And I say, you're absolutely right. Somebody else is taking care of the election process. Now in the DNA allegory here, uh, oftentimes progressives, oftentimes uh, 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 those on the other side of the aisle, it's in their DNA to kind of be busybodies. They always gotta be, they always gotta be the ones who are always moving things around, reorganizing the chairs, reorganizing the towels behind the chairs. They're the ones who are always noodling, fidgeting, fussing. You know, they will never be satisfied. And guess what? They're the ones who predominantly show up to be election officials. I'm sorry. And I'm seeing some of the notes here too uh, about being doomed. Yeah, you're doomed. I'm sorry. I, I, I love you all guys. But if you don't get involved in the election process, yes, you are doomed. So the answer is to be positive, have a good cheer, good attitude, and get, be an election officer. It is, it is inexcusable. But I, I think there's a basic DNA issue we have to address on who, who spends time being an election official. It's a pain in the butt. It, it's, it takes time away. You might get paid a little bit. But uh, uh, it, it's oftentimes you're being pulled away from your day job uh, or other responsibilities. I'm sorry, we learned a hard lesson here. Besides the six states that were predominantly Republican controlled, still let fraud for uh, fraudulent votes get certified and get sent forward. I'm sorry, citizens of those six states, you got work to do and you better make it happen. 
So if you're just going to go hide, you're not going to participate. You're going to get what you get. I'm sorry. So get involved. Uh, but it, it turnovers happens here. And, and I, I will say this until I'm blue in the face to groups of conservatives, libertarians, et cetera, et cetera. And they'll say, you're right. We need to get out there and vote. And I'm just saying, this is not about voting. This is about the voting process, being an election officer. I don't know how to more clearly communicate this. So I, I'm sorry. Uh, if you're going to sit at home doing your own thing, and expecting somebody else to take care of the election process, we learned liberty, freedom has a price. It's just not soldiers, sailors, airmen, Space Force on the front lines. Uh, mm -hmm. like, like you and me, Rob, I'm sorry, it's here at home. The price of liberty is getting involved. So if you just want to spend your time going back and forth to Costco and assuming somebody else is taking care of it, you're going to get what you get. You're absolutely right, John. You know, and that's, that leads me to one of uh, my next questions is I heard that there was a victory in, in Virginia uh, that, uh, 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 after the fact, of course, that, that solved some of the concerns that you had about your home state of Virginia. What was that victory? Yeah, that, that was a good victory. It was a different group, uh, it, it, uh, and, I, and I can't remember the name of the group. Good on them, excellent work, it, uh, but it's still, and we're analyzing the numbers right now because uh, my, th that, that decision was essentially those votes that came in after 72 hours, traditionally absentee, not drop off, drop off and absentees, two totally different things. Again, I'll talk to people till I'm blue in the face about the difference between absentee and, and drop off. And then people will still say the same thing and act as if they're the same thing. So that, that disallowed uh, the, uh, the uh, drop-off ballots, uh, ballots counted, I think, I believe it was 72 hours. It was a period of time. It said those shouldn't have been allowed. We're analyzing the numbers. I don't think that would have changed the outcome, but it starts to, to, to scrape off and question. Now, my, my, my task force, we're now officially an association. We're the National Election Integrity Association. We, uh, I have a team working, and uh, we're going to really address the Virginia matter. It's uh, it's very important. Uh, I, I put I actually uh, petitioned the election board October 15th, three weeks before the election. I already knew this was not going to go the right way in Virginia. I already knew the way, how this was going to play out. So they have failed to respond to uh, to our letter on four points uh, We're I got a team of people. We're going to work on this. We're going to we're going to start working with the election board. Uh, we're going to try to work this out, and uh, we've had great success in trying to work things out, whether it be a court system or other places. Uh, if you come in guns a blazing with lawyers on first pass, you know uh, I'm telling you that you can again if you get involved, you ask the right questions, you ex you just communicate your concerned citizen. It's amazing what you can get done. So we have a we have a tactical and strategic plan for Virginia. We have some good backup if we need it. Uh, we appreciate it. We got some good national teams that uh, have offered to back us up. 
so uh, so we uh, if we need backup, we can definitely uh, call call in for backup. But uh, I think we got a plan here. And on top of that victory, I'm hoping within six to eight months, uh, deliver some more victories in Virginia. Yeah, that's fantastic, John. Congratulations. I'm very concerned about folks that uh, they, they really are they They care and they're upset. Uh, and uh, look, I think the election had too many irregularities for it to uh, for it to be counted as a valid election, but Biden's been installed as president now, according to the constitutional process, and uh, we were not victorious in that. So we've got to look at the, the next thing, and the next thing is election integrity. And that's not political, because yeah. if, if uh, Democrats lose, they need to have confidence in the election system, too, uh, and that's where we're coming from. Uh, I'm talking to legislators and, and I ask this question, well, what legislation are at the state level? Uh, what legislation are you, uh, are you going to pass this session, this coming session before 2022, that's going to make us have confidence in our system again? Uh, you know, these six states, several of them uh, had executive and judicial branch change the election law without the legislature say in it. And that's completely unconstitutional, and you can say what you want about the Supreme Court not taking up the case, but but maybe they will at some point take up that case because there are, are several states that did that. That's enough. Pennsylvania was one of them, so that's 20 electoral college votes right there. Uh, so, so that is a problem, and we've got to get that taken care of. So call your state legislators and ask them, what legislation are you putting together to get past, especially if you're in those six battleground states, they have Republican legislatures and most of them, and I believe most of them have Republican governors. Uh, so get to your state legislators and call them every day or email them every day or both. Or, uh, but that's how you get things changed from a legislative perspective. And obviously our state level election laws have I think passed enumerated powers from the legislature to the executive branch within the state on this certification process for electoral college uh, certification votes. Uh, and our legislatures need to be fixing that. The other issue uh, uh, that you briefly touched on is voting machines. What is the issue? No yeah. kidding. No kidding. What are the factual issues with, with systems like the Dominion voting machine? Yeah, uh, it is very simple. This is this is made out to be way too complex. Uh, uh, it's the it's not DHS. It's 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 one of the obscure two hundred plus independent agencies of the U.S. government. It's called the Election Assistance Commission. They're the ones who are essentially in charge of standards and supposedly security for these election machines. But there's two basic excuse me, issues with their th these machines. One is, and, 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 and I, I don't want to use names of any machines because that, that immediately puts us down the rabbit hole of, of, of a number of other issues. But sure, I said Dominion because it's a common system and it was yeah. the issue. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter which machines. They yeah, are. yeah, it's all of them. And, and what's, what's funny is I, I've studied this inside and out. There are supposedly seven companies uh, essentially uh, on the list. I don't even know what to call the list the EAC maintains, but there's seven companies. But the problem with the, the they're supposedly certified 
Okay, but the problem is those certificates, how do you certify it? What's the, what's, give me the forensics on how you certify these companies. And the bottom line is on these companies, most if not all are privately held. So we have no business forensics on who these companies are. These companies constantly go out of business by each other. I'm sorry, that is, that is wrong. And we cannot certify companies when we have no idea who they are. But two basic problems with the machines. It's very simple. Essentially the fractional apportionment, which uh, yeah, that one company you mentioned, they have, it's on, they, it's well documented in public. It's fractional apportionment. That's insanity. That means for every Trump, for one, every vote for Trump, he gets 0.75 of that vote and the other candidate gets 0.25. Why do you even have that feature? That That is sold, marketed, advertised as a feature of the Dominion machine, fractional apportionment. There is no way we should have fractional apportionment. That's insanity. So, so you know, the EAC is totally overwhelmed. They have one person doing security. Uh, it is just, I'm sorry, the, 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 the simplification of it, it is essentially uh, trust and don't verify self-certification. I'm sorry. So there, that's one. And the other is uh, we have validated it. Uh, uh, it was documented uh, that these machines do have internet access. The machines at the Atlanta uh, Convention Center, uh, uh, the voting center downtown, uh, it was documented they were talking to China. I'm sorry, that was documented. Uh, also, as the, a matter of uh, fact, John, didn't somebody do that live in a committee hearing for the Georgia legis state legislature? Uh, well, I, I want to say uh, the during the Senate races. Yeah, Mr. it might have been Joe, Joe Vaughn again. Um, there was another gentleman, I'm, uh, uh, his, uh, I'm, his name is escaping me, but it's been shown and demonstrated. Um, also, yeah. uh, 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 an election machine did talk to Frankfurt. That is fact. It did talk to a server in Frankfurt. So it was connected to the internet. It was talking internationally. Why is, if DHS and the EAC are doing their job, job one is to make sure all election data stays inside the United States. They don't have, it's not prioritized in the intelligence collection, uh, uh, collection requirements and priorities. That's not even on the list of what's what we're supposed to be collecting on. So nobody knows this. Nobody in the U.S. government is using national capabilities to really look into this. They're looking the wrong direction. When they say we're monitoring for foreign, uh, foreign, uh, what they're really doing, I can't, I have to blur this a little bit, but they're, they're really, they're kind of looking the wrong direction for the wrong evidence. And they're looking for people blathering about elections uh, in some form of communication overseas. Okay. That's a fact. That's an indicator. That's important, but that's not the main game in, uh, in, in foreign intervention into our election system. So they're not set up. They're not queuing and, and tuning the system to look for the right evidence in the right direction. I'm sorry. And if they say they are, they aren't. So we got to get smarter and better on that. We got to be truthful and honest with ourselves. Uh, uh, it, it, those I'm no I'm no longer with the U.S. government, but those who uh, who have access and, and participate in that they have to be very honest with themselves, and and just drop this facade that 
oh, the, the safest election ever. They have no clue. They have no clue. So just be honest and say, we're not, we have not tuned the, the collection system to look the right direction for the right evidence. Just be honest. And, and so, cause you're, it's being false. It's being, you're, you're, you're essentially you're making false statements to the American people. So uh, again, and, and I'm watching lots of these comments. I appreciate the passion. I appreciate the energy. Please, everybody, channel and focus it on getting smarter and getting involved. And 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 I tell you what, yeah, the last four months were were very interesting on a number of counts. But I, and lots of smart, well-educated, well-meaning people were constantly going down these rabbit holes of. I'm sorry, they really were conspiracy theories. Uh, and, and conspiracy theories, I have a lot of sympathy for those who spend time on those because mm -hmm. it's a lot of good Americans, well-educated, just trying to make sense out of what's going on. And oftentimes there is a kernel of truth in the foundation of these, these conspiracy theories, but they kind of spin out of control. So I get a question here. Why isn't the military helping out? I'm sorry, uh, uh, everybody has to read and understand US code, US law. I'm sorry, uh, the, the, the American military by law is civilian led and by law has no role in, in, in elections. So I, 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 everybody was expecting, and we're getting, suddenly we're getting these stories of Gina Haspel at CIA having a, having a, a you know, a, uh, lightsaber battle with Delta Force in uh, in Frankfurt. I mean, it just it's spinning out of control. Let's let's focus as best as possible on facts, on law, on U.S. code. Understand these processes and get involved for crying out loud. That's right. And just to address the other question uh, that uh, uh, one of the folks has put on there, talking about how you know you. The guy lost. I didn't vote for Trump. Blah blah blah. He's a liar. Whatever. The show is not about politics. But uh, let me just tell you that uh, Governor candidate Stacey Abrams still says she is governor of Georgia, okay, uh, and has never conceded. And that's because the shoe was on the other foot a few years ago when she ran for the governorship in Georgia, and people like Elizabeth Warren and uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, we're all talking about concerns with things like the Dominion voting system uh, and those kind of things. So uh, we've got to get this right for all of us, not just for Republicans. And I'm not a Republican. I happen to be an independent now. Uh, and, and we've got to get it right for Democrats, too, because when somebody wins and somebody loses, everybody needs to have the confidence that it's rock solid, uh, that it is that it is legal, and that it, everything was done correctly in the United States of America's elections, whether they're local elections or national elections. And we've got a lot of work to do. And yes, you can influence that, folks, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, and you need to influence that in 2021. If you are not talking to your legislator, you need to call them and get a meeting with them and ask them what they're going to do. Some of the things they should be doing are reforming the election laws so that electoral college vote certification has to be done 
by the state legislature as the last step, regardless of what the executive branch does. Uh, uh, one of the other things, I heard that some legislatures couldn't be called into session because their constitutions only allow the governor to do that. Well, you need to fix that, folks, because the legislature is the closest representative to you uh, uh, between you and the national government. And if your legislature can't call itself into session, then you don't really have a legislature. You need to fix that at your, at your level, folks. And that are, those are all things that are nonpartisan, nonpolitical. It may be political right now on one side or the other because you won and, and so-and-so lost, but uh, the next time, the shoe can and will and has been on the other foot, my friends. So get involved and get it, get your face and your voice and your words into those state legislators. Legislators, and I bet ninety percent of you don't even know who your state legislator is. So that is really a big deal, folks. A really big deal. And no, I'm going to say something about the military too. You got two full colonels here retired, and the military in the United States of America does not get involved in politics or elections and has no role, no role, nor does violence have a role in your right to peacefully assemble. It says it in the Constitution. Violence yeah. has no place in that. You don't have a right to commit violence, whether you're angry about an outcome or not. And believe me, I don't think Joe Biden is a legitimate president. That's my opinion and my position based on all the evidence that I've seen. But he is the president of the United States right now. Yeah, yeah we absolutely. Will, we have yeah. to deal with that, right, John? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have to say, and, and I know there's a lot of people upset, a lot of people angry. I'm upset. I'm angry. We followed the constitutional process. Joe Biden is constitutionally the president. We learned a hard lesson. If states certify fraudulent votes and send them forward, guess what? You can do that. We found out. So everybody, kind of like, uh, um, well, and I see people saying over and again, you know, he's not legitimate, I, you know, Let's focus our passion and energy in the right direction and articulate this in the in the right way here. Uh, I, I'm upset and angry too, but we're not going to resolve this unless we double down and get involved. I can't say it uh, enough here. Uh, it, it's kind of like just imagine a World War II if after D-Day and our forces, our, our, our infantry, our armor, our artillery, our air crew started advancing, sweeping to the left across northern France toward Germany, and then they stopped. And everybody just, uh, the air crews just stayed at their airfields, you know, the, the tankers and the infantry and the artillery, they just kind of encampments and they just kind of assumed somebody else was taking care of the issue. Well, guess what? There is nobody else but them. So we need, that's us. I was an election officer in my, uh, at my, in my, uh, uh, in my precinct. I watched it very closely. Yeah, uh, 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 it did turn out for President Trump. I'm not being political. I'm not being, uh, I'm not being political. I watched the system closely. In our precinct, it worked out. 
Unfortunately, there was a top loading of votes uh, in Virginia, as with several other places, early in the morning. We got to address that. That was that was both the uh, the massive dump of uh, drop off mail ins and also fooling around with the machines. Uh, and you can that was another uh, that was that's another feature of the machines is an election official can on the spot uh, essentially uh, essentially do their own count. And you got to be precise on these things because people say we're going to do an audit or a recount and you have to be extremely precise on what that means because in 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 Georgia they did an audit and all they said was we got 100 votes I'm just making that number up yeah. they went back and they counted the number of ballots and they said we got 100 ballots it matches we're good no you yeah. aren't nobody <laughs> validated the votes on those ballots did those so Let's go back and count the votes on the ballots. Let's go back and validate, were those ballots lawful? Were they real ballots? Yeah, and the only way to do that, John, is through a signature audit. Signature uh, audit. On the ballots, right? You also have to count the votes on the ballot. Not count the ballots. Count the votes on the ballots. Validate the signature. The signature is all important. And with and with everybody, every every state is a little bit different. Uh, but those signatures are important. That's the decisive difference between uh, absentee and 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 the general category of, of the drop-off mail-ins is there most places there was not a signature requirement. So it was it was a Looney Tune town of doing whatever they wanted to do to stuff the ballot box and make sure they had enough votes. So um, um, th there you go. And again, I, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of comments. Great guys, I, I love you. But let's uh, uh, the other side, and I'm not being political, but the side, and again, Joe Biden is constitutionally the president, based on fraudulent votes that were certified. I'm sorry, we learned a hard lesson. You can have both at the same time. I I don't like yeah. it, but we got to get involved, and you got to understand. Don't get angry, get involved. If you're just going to well, get angry, turn your anger into passion or into action uh, that will have an impact. You know what Absolutely. I mean, John? I mean, Absolutely. again, I can't say it enough. If you're not talking to your state legislature, I was in, in Mayan's office yesterday asking them. And you know what? I get the deer in the headlights look when I ask them the question. What are you going to do to reform election law so this doesn't happen again? Even in my state of Louisiana, uh, where, uh, where actually we stopped the Secretary of State from renewing a Dominion contract just a week ago, and he's gone out for a rebid. And, but the legislature needs to define that you can't have voting machines that have data being kept outside of the United States. You can't yeah. have voting machines that are capable of connecting to the Internet in any way whatsoever. Yeah, you know, the, the, the political uh, class, we have got to hold our elected officials accountable. And that means, and, and again, it's, we can't, it, don't expect Department of Justice to swoop in when there's very little federal law on this, okay? This is a state issue. You, and I, and I, I just, as I drilled into this with the team, I, I was shocked at the, the, just the total lack of awareness of the actual process by elected officials. And I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm not just 
just besmirching all politicians, but many, their folk, their number one focus is donations. I mean, the number one focus is getting elected, but to get elected, it's donations. It's, Mm -hmm. it's generalized talking points, but the mechanics of how they, they, they get elected is most of them, they don't know. And Virginia, again, we have a, we have a situation where the Republican party, not being political, this is just an objective analysis, both sides, a Republican party that is essentially dead, uh, essentially with no funds and, you know, essentially has maybe two or three people. Whereas the Democrat party of Virginia has, has uh, 40 to 60. And we're looking into that too. It's very odd. How in the world can they support 40 to 60 people at the uh, Virginia Democrat party? Like to know there's, there's, there are federal, there are federal requirements on financial reporting. And it's, it's interesting as we peel back the onion to, uh, to figure that out. How do they support 40 to 60 people? Yeah, great questions. Uh, look, folks, uh, nobody is saying they stole the election, move along. What we're saying is uh, get out of the politics and get into the uh, election law reform effort because that's where you can actually have an impact and stop this from ever happening again while the federal government under Joe Biden is trying to do the thing it's doing. And if you're concerned about that, which I am, I'm going to be fighting hard and supporting candidates uh, uh, to oppose people like uh, Congressman Miger up in Michigan, who just voted as a Republican to impeach the president of the United States uh, when, uh, on an invalid impeachment charge that was so ludicrous it made the first one look almost valid. Uh, and uh, he's going to get acquitted on that, too, if it goes to trial. It looks like the uh, the Uniparty uh, up in Washington is going to send it to trial. So nobody's saying accept it. What we're, set, what we're trying to give you is the tools, because you have the tools available to you to make the change that needs to happen to stop this. Uh, and it doesn't matter that I happen to have been a Republican or I don't know what Colonel Mills is, be honest with you, uh, but I'm an independent now. And what I'm concerned about is folks like in this chat right now that say this president is illegitimate. And I'm included in that because he did not win an election that was free of fraud and irregularities that are so obvious to the average person uh, that it just breaks my heart that the country has gone through that, but constitutionally he was elected by the electoral college on certified fraudulent vote totals. And that's at the state level. Uh, so get involved, uh, go run for office. I've run for office three times. Haven't won once take a lot of heat for that, but you know what? That's the political professionals that give you heat for that. Go run. If you want to run for office and have a direct impact, go do it. But the minimum thing you have to do, this is not optional, my friends. This is not optional. You have to get in touch with that state legislator, uh, all of them that you vote for today. Go out there today, tonight, send them an email, find their email address, send them an email and say, hey, I want to talk to you on the phone or have a cup of coffee uh, because they're right there local, most of them. Uh, And we've got to fix these issues, right, John? Absolutely. Um, we can. Everybody here is passionate. They're energized. You are the infantry. You are the artillery. 
You are the Air Force, the Navy. We can't win without you getting involved decisively and decisively understanding the process in your state. So focus that energy on understanding the process. The other side is is manipulating the process because they understand it darn well. That is where we need to get smart and counter that and jujitsu that because they know the process and they, by golly, are manipulating it. We're, we, we, instead of running around, getting angry on generalities, Delta Force is having a lightsaber battle with Gina Haspel and coast and fleets are forming off the coast. And any second, the military is going to swoop in. Guys, get real, get involved, get in the process. You are the ones who will make the difference here. You're the infantry, you're the armor, the artillery, the Air Force, the Navy. We can't win unless you get on the front lines and make it happen. If we're just gonna sit back and expect somebody else to take care of it, get ready for a repeat. That's right, you're gonna get a repeat uh, and the side that you wanna win is gonna lose again if that's where they were uh, uh, when we started in, in this process uh, and we don't take the actions that we need to take. Uh, you're going to get the same thing over and over again. Somebody asked, uh, you know, if I live in Louisiana, what can I do if Georgia drops the ball and lets us down? Uh, well, one of the things you can do is, did you know that the Dominion voting systems in Louisiana were going to be renewed? Uh, because I did, and a group of us did, and we put some pressure on the Secretary of State to change his mind about signing that new contract and go out for a new bid. Did you know that? If you didn't know that, you should have because it's been all over the media and everything. Uh, and you need to know things like that. You need to be paying attention to yeah, that yeah, level yeah. of thing, uh, uh, which is a lower level than, than the national level. And I know because I'm a national guy, uh, I served 33 years in the U.S. military at the national level, uh, and, I, and I haven't always paid attention to the local and state level uh, issues that are going on, but we have to, in order to address this problem and attack it and fix it and prevent it from happening again, we're going to have to do that. And we've got to do it. You can't just do it once a month. You got to do it every day. You don't even have to join a group. You just got to do it every day, be paying attention and be communicating with that state legislator. And if the state legislator is not doing what you want them to do in regards to this issue, boot them out. Prime, have them primaried, recruit people that you know that can primary them, and then support that candidate. It can be done. Uh, even running and losing has a major impact. Uh, trust me, I know. I've lived that for several years now. Uh, and, uh, and that political capital that can be built by a group that runs a candidate and loses, if they do it right, uh, can be used in the future to have an impact in a positive policy change perspective to make things better for all of us uh, uh, and uh, those kind of things. John, tell folks how they can find you on social media and those kind of things. I know you got kicked off Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, still so, there, I'm uh, still I'm, there, but I'm hanging on by my fingertips. So I'm only with Gab and that's gonna be uh, another issue I'm working on. My big three for the next six to nine months uh, is election integrity, China and and a strategy to take down big tech. Uh, so those are the big three. But I'm on Gab. I'm a Gabber. Colonel retired John. I'm also regularly on the uh, a writer on the Epic Times. 
you'll see me there a number of times. So those are the two primary ways to uh, uh, follow me on Gab. I just totally, uh, I don't know why anybody would want to be on Twitter anymore. I don't agree with it. I think there's many unlawful things. Uh, so uh, so I've, I've moved to Gab. Gab's uh, resilience, uh, uh, it's had great growth. Uh, that's hard on the servers. That's hard on the infrastructure. Uh, but it's really starting to hum now. So I'd get on Gab. Uh, but no, we can talk maybe next time about the four-part strategy to take down big tech. And that's really uh, lawfare, uh, establishing data centers, mobility, and uh, the SCC. Uh, so kind of the four areas we had to focus on. But that's how to get me is on Gab. Colonel Retired John, Colonel Rhett John on Gab. And then watch me uh, on Epic Times. Uh, but yeah, and again, uh, I appreciate every, everybody. We fought hard. Uh, again, uh, uh, Joe Biden is, is constitutionally the president. We cannot argue with that. We also learned states can certify fraudulent votes. They were absolutely fraudulent and send them forward. You can have both in the same event, unfortunately. So we got to fix that. So everybody has to fight hard. Uh, things like equal, I, I see things like if I'm in one state, the other state, I think the Supreme Court let us down. Uh, I think their their rebuff of the of the Texas, the multi-state lawsuit was wrong. Uh, it means, uh, I think it's the 14th Amendment and equal protection. Uh, yeah. It means it doesn't mean anything. I think that's shocking. Um, and uh, we got to address that. That is, I, I think the courts were very, very disappointing. Um, but the, again, the other side figured out a way to get fraudulent vote, votes certified and sent forward. Unfortunately, you can do that in our constitutional process. We got to fix that. Uh, but I see down Absolutely. with 230. Yeah, we got to get section 230. Uh, I, I've been working this, we're, we're, wrote easily two dozen issue papers on why. And, and I, I always felt Ajit Pai had the statute authority to take down 230. Don't know why he didn't do that. I think that was wrong. Uh, we, but we got to take these big tech down and, and I think we can. I want to do a show with you just on section 230, John, uh, over the next couple of months. Uh, uh, and, and then another one on, on the big tech takedown. And of course, we'll revisit China again. Uh, John and I both serve on the committee on present danger, China. Uh, that's a committee that was reactivated. Uh, that originally was a committee on present danger to address the Soviet Union. President Reagan used a lot of information and, and actually made appointments from folks involved in that original committee. And uh, we serve on that. Uh, it's called Committee on the Present Danger China. You can Google it and find out what we're doing on that. It's a it's a quite a energetic organization, and we will uh, get America turned around on China policy, and the rest of the world will come with us once we do it because we have to. Because yeah, yeah. Watch this China space. I mean, Biden uh, uh, with with uh, sex state nominee uh, Blinken and Kirk Campbell at the NSC actually. They've been fairly good uh, on China. Uh, watch this space closely. Uh, they've been actually very assertive. They have declared that the, the Uyghur situation is genocide. Um, yeah. You know, there's there they've actually said some good things. I, I was shocked. Uh, Blinken actually totally endorsed uh, Trump's China policy. Was yeah, we could have done it a little bit better, but effectively everything was the right thing to do. I was shocked by that comment. Mm. But watch this space. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, we're headed for uh, headed for a confrontation. 
Yeah, I hope we're not. Uh, if it's done right, it doesn't have to have end up in a comp in a uh, violent confrontation. Uh, let's make sure right uh, instead of going that uh, that down that road. And, uh, Colonel Mills, I just want to thank you once again for joining us today. Uh, uh, everybody, stay on top of this election integrity, uh, and uh, we'll have you, John, uh, back on next time to talk about Section Two Thirty or uh, and Big Tech uh, here in the ensuing weeks. We appreciate it and have a great day. Right. Thank you, Rob. Always an honor. Take care. And thanks, everybody, for watching. Thank you. Well, folks, uh, thanks for joining us on our first live presentation. We're still working through some tech uh, challenges uh, on this, but uh, we are going to do the show live uh, and uh, take it to production tape uh, and publish it at robmanis.com and lifeset.com uh, on Thursday, like we always have. Uh, but uh, I wanted to get some audience interaction, and I appreciate you all uh, interacting and, uh, and just saying what's on your minds. You know, I don't care what side. Uh, we'll try to take on what you're bringing up if you, you can put it on the board uh, there uh, 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 in a way that, <laughs> that I can make it public. Uh, I'll certainly give it a shot uh, because uh, that's what this is about is uh, making sure that good information gets to you uh, because we all know that good information is not getting to you from the corporate media and a lot of other outlets out there. Uh, and uh, the Rob Manus Show will always guarantee that we're going to bring experience-based commentary and experience-based facts uh, to your attention so that you can take action with them uh, and be confident that it's accurate. Uh, thanks again for joining us here, and I'll see you next week on the Rob Manus Show.